Welcome back, NFL Draft fans. We're going to give you two quarterbacks that stood out over this weekend of early bowl games, and then we're going to get back to finishing the last, the playoff teams of our weekly mock draft. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft. And we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, I'm joined by my guy, Ryan Tracy. And by the way, if you guys, you know, listen to the last mock draft, you guys can follow along with this on YouTube, but also follow us on social media at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter at Ryan NFL at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter as well. So make sure you guys get those handles down. Shoot us a follow so you guys can uh, you know get more involved with the conversations and or just have a conversation with us about whatever it is that you want to talk about pertaining to the NFL draft, man. But today we're getting into it. A couple quarterbacks who are probably going to be talked about a lot throughout the draft prospect, and they both played Saturday. And we're here to talk a little bit about their performances. So let's get into it, man. You have a guy that you, you, you've you been talking about for a while and a receiver yeah. that he had, yeah, right. had a big day. <laughs> but let's get to that you quarterback. Got it. Talk to us about my, it. Oh, my sleeper pick of the receiver. We'll get to him another day. But this guy, after one season, this is one season, up at this level at the F, uh, FCS. I don't think you can take anything away and he's climbing up charts. Bailey Zappi went off to finish his career. It did take the bowl game to get there, but he broke two records over this weekend. One formerly held by Joe Burrow, obviously with a national title under his belt. And to get to the point for both yardage and touchdowns to own the single season records, playing at Western Kentucky in your first season at that level, just screams more and more the competitive spirit that I saw mid-season that really stood out to me. I mean, the guy went 33 of 47 for 422 yards and six touchdowns. Six of them. It, yeah. It's crazy. At this point, three of them went to my guy Stearns. We'll talk about him another day. But it's interesting to see the announcing that goes on in the bowl game start to creep him up boards, creep him up boards. You know, before – uh, last time we looked last month, he was, you know, somewhere in the teens. Now, all of a sudden, you got the ESPN, you know, gurus talking about seventh, eighth in the class. I think when it's all said and done, Bailey Zappi will be higher than that come draft day. You know, one thing that they said about him, they, they gave him really one of the ultimate co compliments, is that he knows where to go with the ball. You know, I heard them say that, and they were like, hey, he's a great decision maker. He gets the ball in his hands quick. He understands what he's seeing pre-snap, post-snap, and he knows where to go with the ball. Is that something that you've seen in the games that you've watched from him? Yeah. And it's, it's not just that, you know, two-step, get the ball out because you're scared of the pass rush or something like that. He's making reads. He's working through at least half a field of progression to get there because he understands the offense. He can captain it on the field and not have to be looking to the sideline every five seconds. We talked about that as a pet peeve for both of us in the past. I, I like that aspect of his game. Now, it helps that he has pass catchers like Jareth Stearns. Um, one of my biggest sleeper picks that you guys are going to hear more and more about. But he's also got Tinsley, which keep on your radar. He's not going to come out. He made the decision to go to the transport portal. But you're going to see him play somewhere else, maybe Texas Tech next year. 
And if it doesn't end up being this kind of season for him, remember him next cycle because he will be there. Yeah, now there's another quarterback. We said that there were two quarterbacks we wanted to kind of talk about some of their performances from this weekend's game, but got Malik Willis. Took on the Eastern uh, Michigan Eagles and Malik Willis, man, he was going off. You know, early on, the thing that jumped out to me was just his how comfortable he is moving around in the pocket and pushing the ball downfield. Now, he didn't throw for a ton of yards like we saw from Zappi, right? But just his ability to get the air yardage, to feel comfortable making those passes, while also being able to utilize his legs and give the ball to guys in space and give them chances to have nice run after catches. I think there was one play early on in the game where he threw it from the far hash uh, all the way to the sideline. And that was one thing that really was exciting for me to see because I want to see those big arm throws. I want to see the throws and put those on the line, hit a guy in stride on those drive throws, right? Those balls that they have to throw that one ball, you know, and see, like, does it take a long time to get there or does it get a guy, you know, a lot, you know, opportunity to really be able to kind of maybe catch and turn up the sideline. He did that well. So Malik Willis, didn't throw for a ton of yards. I don't even think his completion percentage was all that great, but he did a really good job of just making the throws that I want to see him make as well as use his legs. And he had what, five, five touchdowns, I felt like, right away in that game, a couple of them on the ground. Yeah, it's impressive. Again, a guy with with both skill sets to be able to be an all-around quarterback. I think in this class where we're not seeing the, the ultra high-end quality quarterbacks. I think the more you can do, the better, even at this position, which is usually just, can you throw the ball and make all the NFL throws? Right. And that he can do, but uh, man, we're going to get back into this mock draft and finish up that right when we get back. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with boost, you get the power of 5g phone and you get to listen to all the latest episodes of you know, every podcast that you'd like to listen to, including the Locked On NFL Draft. You get the power of three unlimited deadlines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power, too. And the power of the America's largest 5G networks, so you can do all of this with the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful can you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G phone when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and only one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats that you want and choose from an elite experience featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit on location exp.com slash Super Bowl 56 for more information, and search Super Bowl on location. That's on location, exp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. All right, Ryan, we're back finishing up our mock draft. We got the playoff teams. Again, disclaimer, while we're recording this, everything is not set. It's really weird with teams in the NFL right now. There's the whole COVID thing going on. And we haven't talked about it, man, but this COVID came back with a vengeance, didn't it? I mean, yeah. this is the worst. 
I've ever seen with COVID and not just in the NFL it's going on throughout all the pro sports right now. It's, it's really going crazy. And we'll see the, as a matter of fact, the NFL came out and said, all right, okay. We know we have our COVID <laughs> protocols and, and things like that, but, uh, we can't just go out there with nobody playing. So they made it, they changed some rules where guys can come back much quicker now. So we'll see how that whole plays out, whole thing plays out. But we're back on the clock. We have the Washington football team. And I started out with the odd number, so we'll stick with that. And for Washington, this is an intriguing team because you look at who they have, you know, offensively, defensively, they put a lot of resources into their defense. And mm-hmm. I like that. I think ideally you they would probably want a quarterback in this situation. But I, at this point, I don't know if there's a quarterback that I would take at pick 19. So you accidentally gave a team uh, Olave. <laughs> during right. the he mock. is still available. <laughs> yeah, he's still available. But if, you look, if you're following along with the mock, he's not going to be available. But I'm actually going to go ahead and put Olave with uh, Terry McLaurin. Wow. We also have, you know, a nice running back in the backfield with Gibson. And I just think that makes this team just more dynamic. Still have those field stretchers. We'll see what happens with Samuels. But I like just the, you know, having these two receivers that play off each other extremely well. And they win in a similar way, but with routes, with big playability. I think that takes some pressure off Terry McLaurin. I really like Olave in this spot. Uh, I don't blame you a bit. And it's funny because, yeah, I misclicked on it yesterday. So those of you that are seeing this on YouTube, you can you can virtually switch those in your in your brain, 18 for 19. But the funny thing is, we said yesterday for the Browns selection, and the same would go here as it falls down to the Washington football team. It is really about what style of wide receiver you want. So this particular scenario is perfectly as viable as, as the one that I meant to do. So at the end of the day, it works out that you could have these two receivers in these two places. And that brings us to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, started hot, obviously falling off. I think what you're seeing is that the stall on the offense is probably what's concerning people the most. Josh Allen obviously is capable. Does he have enough help? And I know that you can say you got digs, you've got some other performers. Is it enough? And while I'd be tempted to try to give him, you know, a more monstrous line to help and protect him, I'm also tempted to give him a weapon. At the end of the day, it's probably a flip of a coin for me. Uh, you can certainly bolster the defense. I think that's what you'll see on, on what a lot of people are, are starting to look at. I don't see a corner here that really screams out to me, especially Trey White's injured as well. So McCrary, you could slide in there. McDuffie, we talked about him last week. I could see either of those guys fitting if they really good at get an eval that feels like they fit. But at the end of the day, I want to help Josh out, and I want to give them another target that I think can be somebody underneath, can stretch a defense in a way that they're not prepared for. So I'm actually going to go down to John Hodson, and I like him hmm. coming into this offense and being an interesting weapon for Josh Allen. I like that as well. And you look at what they have at the receiver position. You have Gabriel Davis, who has done well out of UCF. Uh, You know, he's been a guy who they've been able to count on. You also have Emmanuel Sanders. Obviously, he's a little bit older, a little longer Mm -hmm. in the tooth. He has done well and been able to fill in. But I do think having a guy like Jahan Dotson, that young, dynamic receiver to play off of Stephon Diggs, I think that's that's really terrific right there. And I think that'll work out extremely well. Where I'm going to go now is... You talked about a corner, and you mentioned him, but you said, you know what? You don't see him going there. 
Philadelphia Eagles, I look at the secondary. They still need help. I almost went safety here with Brisker out of Penn State, but I'm actually going to go corner out of Auburn and uh, McCrary. You know, McCrary, just talked about him, Roger McCrary, on a recent podcast. I love, 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 love his film. I think this is a guy who, you know, when you look at how he plays, it really is very reminiscent of Tredavious White when he was coming out of LSU, a guy mm-hmm. who I thought played inside just as well as he played outside, just had that versatility. I think they are like similar, similar in stature, similar in the way that they move, similar in ability, and both guys who are, you know, pegged to go to the senior bowl. So I really like Roger McCrary here. I think this is going to be a steal for the Eagles to be able to get this type of cornerback this late. And he's still going to be able to play with a guy like Darius Slay, who has played well and ha- probably had one of his better years seasons in recent years. But now they got that guy to go opposite him, and they can play Maddox more like in the nickel spot. So I really like the Eagles taking Roger McCrary here. Yeah, that's a lot of depth, too. That's a really, really solid cornerback group now. We took, if you guys remember, we took Booth for them yesterday. Added a Jabo as the pass rusher. It's not, you've got two corners in the rookie class. They're going to be able to learn from Slay. I like that coming up. That's that's for the yeah. future of that secondary. That makes a lot of sense to me. And and I like it because, you know, and I'm taking the mold of the, the New England Patriots, right, and how they mm-hmm. draft different guys to do different things. So with right. a guy like McCrary, even though you have a Booth, you can line up McCrary anywhere. And we've seen that they've been willing to do that. It was Sidney Jones that they drafted to put in the nickel. And although it didn't work out, you know, with the, you know, he had the Achilles he was coming off of after the workout and everything like that, you saw that they are willing to put guys in different spots. So still, even with them drafting Booth, we're still loading up at the cornerback position. And we'll see what happens with Slay. Maybe eventually they move on from Slay, who is, you know, a more expensive cornerback. And now you have your two corners for a long time to go. Yeah, absolutely. That brings us to the Miami Dolphins. And as we sit here, there's a lot of tempting ways that you can go. We've seen a number of wide receivers go off the board. That may be what they end up doing. We'll see how it works out here in a minute as I make the decision because I'm tempted with Liam Eikenberg's selection last year not working out the way they wanted. He's gone into garden. He hasn't necessarily blown the doors off. It's It's been a struggle for him. And I think that affects the quarterback as well. And, and I know that Tua might not be the guy next year. You might end up seeing Deshaun Watson in Miami. Who knows what's going to happen? So it's very easy to pick the guy that's here available at the top of the board, really, in Kenyon Green, is who is my number one internal uh, offensive line player. That would be the pick. But you also need to help the quarterback out, and maybe somebody like Traylon Burks can do that as well. He's on the board here. I think it's a coin flip at the end of the day. I think it never hurts to invest in your offensive line, especially if you're going to be trading for a star. So Kenny and Green becomes a Miami Dolphin. Mm. I like it. And Kenyon Green, I mean, that was someone who I was really high on when we talked about some of the offensive linemen, especially his versatility, a guy who can literally play all positions on the offensive line. I thought it just stopped at the left tackle, right tackle, right guard, because that was what I saw in three games. But I'm also hearing that he takes snaps at center as well. So, I mean, this is a guy who's very versatile, has a really cool skill set, and I think for a team to get him this late in the first round and him be able to line up really out of anywhere and play, I think that's a legit pick. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers now on the clock at pick 23, and there were some different ways I can go with this. I know they have Murray, and I like him, but 
I'm actually and because they're white, I like white as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna give them a freakish middle linebacker. All right. And I'm going with Devin Lloyd. I'm going with Devin Lloyd out of Utah. You know, again, he just fits that build of what teams are wanting now at the linebacker position, being able to, you know, move, be a fluid mover, run sideline to sideline. He has the big play ability. We saw that in the Pac-12 championship with him uh, having the pick six against Oregon. Love everything about Lloyd. I love, you know, you brought him up. You put him on the radar for me and how you talked about him. We're keeping it going here. I'm going number 23 overall to the LA Chargers. Wow. That's a nice one. And and just like in the league on draft day, that throws me for a loop because I was looking at him next for the Detroit Lions because I think he's a guy that, you know, might want to bite some kneecaps off. You never know. But in order to figure out what you're going to do in Detroit, you have to go back. They added to the defensive line, Naden Hutchinson, at the top of our mock starting yesterday. If you guys missed that episode, go back and listen to yesterday. You'll have all the preamble for this. So let's try to help the quarterback out. Let's give him something, whether it's to bolster the offensive line or give him somebody that can help him in the pass game, that can run out of the slot if he has to, that can high point balls, that can get yak. For a guy that maybe this team wants to continue playing a little bit more old school ball, let's give him the guy that I know that you watch a ton in Traylon Burks and help the quarterback out. Yeah. Well, I think the question for them is going to be, for Detroit is going to be, who is the quarterback? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this scenario, you see the, the Lions picking that pick 24. They also pick number one overall. They still have not addressed the quarterback position. Do you think that's something that they'll address in the offseason, or do they just stick with Jared Goff? I think they're going to have to ride it out with Goff, to tell you the truth. I, I considered Howell there, but – I don't think that the level of play after the first four is going to hold up here at, at the back half of the second uh, of the first round. I mean, I think those guys are more second uh, day picks. Well, with the next team, you know, we're looking at the Baltimore Ravens on the clock, and this will be the last pick of this uh, segment here. The Baltimore Ravens, they like big guys. And you're looking at them, their offensive line, and I think it's kind of just been up and down, and that's been part of the issue with – the Ravens and why their play has been so up and down. Now, you know, I, I thought of different directions to go with. I think some people might say receiver, but mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm going to give them an offensive lineman and we're going with Nicholas Pettit Furry. All right. The uh, offensive lineman out of Ohio State, 6'5, 315 pounds, you know, big mover. All right. Red shirt junior. So he's a, he's a veteran type guy, but I just think. Like solidifying that offensive line and just making things a little bit easier for Lamar Jackson and how they want to play the game, how they want to run. I think he's a guy that that they'll like. Now, ideally, I think they would probably even go with someone even bigger, but I do think mm-hmm. you need somebody. Hey, man, he plays good football. He's protected quarterback extremely well. This is a guy that they'll like, especially being able to get him at pick 25 in this draft. Yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty solid. They're going to be pretty happy with that. And there's, there's a stylistic match as well. I like the way that that goes down. And style's tough. The Dallas Cowboys, we're going to get to them coming up in when we finish this in the next segment. But I'm pretty excited because I'm going to take this break here to figure out what I'm going to do. Bell Line has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues to march on to the playoffs. Bell Line remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head over right now to the new updated 
and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer that's available throughout the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online, where the games start. And welcome back, folks. We're going to finish up this mock draft with the last group of picks, starting with the Dallas Cowboys. And it's very difficult after what you did last season and the phenom that Micah Parsons has grown into to try and duplicate that. You had a really nice beginning of the season with Trayvon Diggs, a guy that I was really impressed with coming out. He's lived up to that. Needs to improve his consistency, but it comes down to what else can you do to support winning down there? Is it uh, that offensive line? I think you, you can almost cross off the list, except for the injury issue. You can you can say maybe the same thing for some of the receivers. At this point, what's left on the board, I think you have to look at the defensive side, and it comes down to two things. Do you want to help the backside? Those safeties have been a little bit weak this season and have been targeted quite a bit, and it's been effective. Or do you want to get more push up front? And I think if you can help Mike Parsons, you can make him that much better. And I think it'd be a nice fit with Trayvon Walker still on the board from Georgia going to the Dallas Cowboys. You have a new edge. Hmm. So you're going with a defensive line, huh? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, on the edge of it. Yeah, and, and with Parsons and how he's playing, do you think there's any scenario where they go with him as a full-time edge rusher? I full-time, no. I think that you want to let him be like that front seven jack all trades. Like, use him where you need him. Can you count on on Lawrence and, and Randy Gregory after the, the flurry of injuries? Like, have you seen them when they can't be on the field? What happens to that defense? I think you add some youth there, and that really gives you that insurance blanket there for when your older veterans are not able to go. I can see that happening. You know, I I think um I think I'm gonna stay on that side of the ball as well. We got the Tennessee Titans who are currently on the clock. And I don't know, man. I, I think I'm liking <laughs> I, I I think I'm liking the Kobe Dean here. All right. I mean, this this is a guy who a lot of people just said, hey, that's the the LB1. And Devin Lloyd kind of snuck in and and took some of his shine, but to be able to get a linebacker of this caliber in Tennessee to go with kind of what they have. And I know they play more of like a 3-4 defense right now, so you need those two uh, guys kind of stack linebackers there. I think N'Kobe Dean, with his ability, you know, and his you know running sideline to sideline coverage ability, I think that's a guy who will fit in well with what Tennessee is doing and kind of what they are from, uh, you know, just a stylistic standpoint. So I like N'Kobe Dean going to Tennessee. I like it as well. And there's a number of things that you can do. The Arizona Cardinals have had a nice run this season. They're looking probably at a nice postseason run as well. So how do you improve upon that? How do you help yourself get better on the bottom line and take it from there? There are a number of ways. And I think the number one thing, the variation that they've had in the defensive backfield, I think lends itself to trying to make a strength stronger. I like the fit for me personally. I think they'll like it as well. I'm going to give the Arizona Cardinals Sauce Gardner and just let them try to dominate back there. Mm. Okay. I really like that. And I wasn't expecting Sauce Gardner to come <laughs> off the clock yet. 
<laughs> but I like that. I actually I don't like I don't like him being in the NFC West. Me covering the 49ers being a 49 <laughs> fan. But at pick 29, we have the New England Patriots. And last offseason, they went all in on the receiver position, kind of right, not just receiver, but pass catcher. Uh, you know, pass catchers where you know they got two tight ends, they got two receivers, they gave some money to. But right now, they're still kind of struggling a little bit at the receiver position to have, like, that guy. So, what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to go with Drake London, receiver out of USC. Big body guy. Obviously, he didn't finish the season because he had the ankle injury, but this is a guy who is a target hog. He can really win underneath. He wins vertically down the field with size. I think, you know, when you look at Mac Jones and kind of, what can help him have a different style of receiver? I think it's a guy like Drake London who has that big catch radius and he can get open right now underneath. So Drake London to the New England Patriots, I picked 29. I like it. I like that as well. That's uh, that's going to be an interesting one there, especially after coming off what they've done at the wide receiver position in the last few years. I think that makes a lot of sense to so make an investment there in a guy that can do a little bit of everything for you. And I think they've been happy with their quarterback progression as well. That leaves us the Tampa Bay Bucks. Up and down, the defense has had a little bit of, of backlash, fall off from where they were last season. They're, they're coming back. I think the really surprised part is a few weeks or maybe maybe a month ago, I, I would have said, hey, maybe you want to bolster that running back room. But with, with the way like we've seen playoff Kenny show up, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking letter Kenny, playoff Lenny show up, Like I don't know that that's – quite as much of a priority at this point. So you got to take a look around. What else can you do to help the GOAT out and do more to protect him, try to work around some other options? There's a lot of receivers that have gone off the field. I don't know that George Pickens or David Bell are guys that are, are really going to help them out at that point. Mechie, obviously, with the injury, drops him down the board as well. I, I'm not comfortable with him in the first round anymore, especially if I'm counting on a rookie to come in and, and actually – play some meaningful reps and help them out. And I think at the end of the day, you have to do what helps. And I think helping that defense get a little bit younger on the backside, I think Daxon Hill would be a nice fit in here and complement what they're doing. They can play a little more three safety if they want to. And I like that fit down in Tampa Bay. All right. I like it too. And we're moving on. Pick 31, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. And Kansas City this year, they did some weird things. And they got Clark, you know, Frank Clark, He's a terrific edge rusher. But they also tried to play Chris Jones on the outside. And I think their <laughs> defense was kind of struggling, you know, when, once they kind of moved him out of the middle there. That's where he fits. He's dominant. He is an elite defensive tackle in the interior. Moving him outside, I think that was something that's like, man, they just need some production there instead of really having a guy. So I'm going defensive end. I'm going Jermaine Johnson out of Florida, Florida State, the long, long, powerful Edge rusher, 6'5", 265 pounds, coming off of that edge, being able to play on the opposite side of a Frank Clark and also have a guy like Chris Jones pushing in the interior. I, I really like this, and I think this is actually a good pick for them to be able to get this cal caliber of an edge rusher this late in the first round. Yeah, that'd be really interesting because they ended up with a, a, a book pair there from Florida State. That's Kando played came out last season and ended up getting drafted by the Chiefs a little bit later in the draft. So that'd be really interesting to have teammates back out there on the edge for them. 
That that would be unique. We'll see if that comes to pass. You never know what they're looking at. That brings but, us to the last. Do you, do you think? Hold on, real quick. Do you think there's a scenario where Frank Clark is not there next year? I think that is 99% going to be the case. Okay. Frank's due, I think, for a $23 million payday next year. And I don't know that they can count on the production at this point. So I expect Frank Clark to become a free agent. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Makes even more sense then. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, you were right on the money, my friend. That brings us to the last pick of the draft in this mock for today. And that is the Green Bay Packers. Arguably, one of the best teams going. Clearly, they're going to be right neck and neck where they were last season, battling with the Bucks. You can foresee that going down the stretch. Quarterback's a year older. Don't know if he really wants to be there. Who will know until he says yes or no and finally makes a decision. But in the meantime, whether it's Rodgers the veteran or you have to go another direction at that position, I think you need to help him out. And I think you have to do whatever you can to bolster it particularly the offensive line, getting a little bit older. There's been some injuries. There's been some guys that have missed some time. At the end of the day, value here in the first round, I have to lean towards the tackles rather than the interior offensive lineman. Uh, Trevor Penning, obviously coming from a small school, but a guy that fits in a small town, a guy that I think they can rely on what he'll grow into, and I think they like him there. So Penning becomes a Green Bay Packer. That's going to do it for us today, folks. We hope you enjoyed this. Make sure if you missed the first half of the offer, you can go back and listen to it from yesterday. Eric, are you happy with the way it all rolled out? I like it. I like it. The only thing I'm not happy about is the 49ers don't have any first-round picks because they <laughs> used it all to get Trey Lance. So it was a little boring if you're a 49er fan and, you're and, and you know, most people are really excited about the potential of guys in the draft class when you don't have any first-round picks. You got to wait and sit and just let that whole first round pass by. But – Aside from that, I you know I like it. I like it. I thought teams, you know, and we always think like this at this time, but everybody got better. Everybody got better today. <laughs> Folks, if you like it, let us know in the YouTube comments and in the iTunes reviews. If you like where we went, you like our reasoning. If not, let us know what you would have done. Because guess what? We're going to do it all next week, too. So we'll just change things around. We appreciate you listening through these next couple of days. We have Rob Rag coming this week. We have a lot more coming for you. Thanks for spending your time with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Ah, I stole it. <laughs> <laughs>